If you're on the lookout for some new nerd fits for the upcoming season, why not pay a visit to Made With Rage? Made With Rage is a black-owned independent clothing store selling sweatshirts, t-shirts, hats, swimwear and lots more. Clothing features designs based on popular anime like Demon Slayer, Naruto and Dragon Ball Z, but bespoke requests are welcome. To check out the range, visit madewithrage.co.uk. That's madewithrage.co.uk. He said you've come. Lawrence, hope you're not too late. We know each other. He's a friend from work. Hello, good afternoon, and welcome to another episode of Shiro's from Wulong Talks. Hi, my name is Jason. I am the host of the Wulong Talks podcast, as you all probably know by now. Uh, but if you're coming to us for the first time, welcome. Uh, what is Shiro's? Well, Shiro's is a series of uh, short podcasts that I've been doing recently, uh, which uh, kind of recorded to highlight some movies particularly action movies or, or genre movies that uh, feature women in the lead. Uh, some may be films that you may be familiar with and some may be films that you're not familiar with. So hopefully over the course of this whole experience, you get the opportunity to check out some movies that you maybe wouldn't have checked out the first time around or may have missed the first time around. Or in the case of uh, some of these other movies, there might be ones that you're familiar with, but gain a new appreciation and understanding for. So that's uh, totally cool as well. So welcome aboard, as said, if you're joining us for the first time. Um, we've got lots of other podcasts and things for you to check out, but I'll tell you a little bit about that in a moment. First of all, though, let's get right down to brass tacks and talk about the two movies that we're going to be recommending for you today. So the first movie I want to recommend is one called Sister Street Fighter. Now, uh, this may not be a, a movie that many of you listening to this are familiar with necessarily. So um, let me break it down a little bit for you. But uh, this is a movie that I absolutely adore. Um, it is a, a movie from Japan uh, made in 1970s and 1974 to be exact. And it's part of a franchise of, of movies called uh, The Street Fighter or Street Fighter really. Um the original movie that this movie kind of spins off from is one that stars a, a legend of Hong Kong, uh, well, sorry, Japanese action cinema, uh, a guy called Sonny Chiba, who a lot of you may not have heard of before. Um, some of you listening to this probably do know Sonny Chiba. For those that aren't familiar with him, um, as said, he's, he's kind of a legend in Japanese uh, cinema, particularly in action cinema. And if you're not familiar with kind of Japanese action cinema, then Sonny Chiba was the guy who played Hattori Hanzo in uh, Kill Bill Volume 1, uh, Quentin Tarantino's Kill Bill. So, um, yeah, the, that is Sonny Chiba. And Street Fighter is um, basically a series about a karate individual who kicks a lot of ass and, and puts the bad guys to, to rights. And um, 
Sister Street Fighter is no different, but uh, Sister Street Fighter is actually headed by uh, a woman. Uh, it's headed by a young actress who was actually making her debut at the time called Esuko Shihomi. Uh, she was someone who was training under Sonny Chiba at the time, um, both in karate and in kind of screen acting and things like that as well. So she brings a whole lot of presence to the, the screen and to the character. Um, and basically, Sister Street Fighter is uh, about a uh, Chihomi's character who is a half Chinese, half Japanese lady called uh, Kiryu uh, Lee who goes to Yokohama in Japan because she's uh, investigating the disappearance of her brother, who is an undercover cop. Now, as she gets to Yokohama, she kind of uncovers this uh, drug ring that is basically being run by this guy who essentially he's uh, he's your typical kind of like exploitation cinema bad guy in that he's wears loud shirts, swears at everybody and is generally just an evil sob um and basically he runs this uh, drug ring empire and has like these various different martial artists on his payroll and he uses them as his kind of hired muscle and things like that so essentially uh kiori has to go through like all of these fighters in order to discover what's happened to her brother um, and to get revenge and to avenge her family name uh, but this movie is just amazing it's just dripping with so much style and energy there's something that you really kind of get a lot from 70s movies in particular 70s exploitation movies uh, you find they have like a lot of energy and a lot of character and a lot of drive um, and you know it's something that you you kind of don't see a lot of necessarily in, in modern movies in, in quite the same way. Um, now, obviously, you know, you have to kind of put films in, in their own historical context. And it was the 70s. So, you know, the 70s is an era where there was a lot of kind of revolutionary politics and ideals floating around. And that's not to say that, that this movie necessarily is um, full of those kind of ideals. But uh, what it does do is it does for the first time for the company that were producing these movies, uh, Toei Company, um, for the first time it puts a woman in front and centre as the, the lead. And not only that, but she's, you know, she's a hardcore kung fu fighter. She's tough. She's fierce. She's fearless. She's good-hearted. And, you know, what's interesting as well is that she's... Um, She's very much non-sexualized as, as a character, um, which is really interesting, again, because because of the time period we're talking about, a lot of the, the movies that uh, featured women in lead roles would often um, find a way to put them in, you know, skimpy clothes and, and bikinis and things like that, and they'd be shot in a certain way. Um, but that doesn't happen at all here with uh, Shihomi. She's never treated in that way. She's treated as a legit like action movie star, and that there's a lot to be said for for that. As said, coming from a, a movie from that era, so I think you know this is uh, one of those movies that's really really cool to kind of sink your teeth into. It's it kind of comes from again that that era in the 70s where there was a lot of exploitation films going anyway so um it's clear that this kind of movie was inspired in some ways by 
what a lot of the Japanese um, or, or what a lot of sorry the American filmmakers were were doing at the time with black exploitation and and um, grindhouse kind of horror movies and and things like that that came out in that era. Um, this movie and these movies that that were subsequently made after this movie were um, were really kind of influenced and 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 kind of modelled on that American style, but giving them their own uniquely Japanese flavour. And that really kind of gives you to just such a rich kind of viewing experience. But, you know, on top of that, it, it's just a great action movie as well. There's some awesome, like, karate scenes. Uh, Shihomi is said is somebody who was actually trained uh, by Sunny Chiba as well in, in martial arts. And um, she carries herself so superbly across the screen. Uh, she just looks like she's going to crack heads every time she walks on like she you know she looks like somebody who don't play no games and and uh, we've got a lot of time for that here at Wulong Talks so um you know she's definitely got like the chops to to carry that off but aside from that it's just really fun it's over the top as you would expect by with, with something from the 1970s but that's fine um you know that may not appeal to everybody and and that's cool you don't necessarily have to like that uh kind of thing but but I think there's a lot of fun to be had with with movies that you know are, are, are kind of out there and and really go out of their way to do like crazy stuff. I I think there's a lot of fun to be had in that. So um, I would highly recommend uh, Sister Street Fighter for you. I think it's a, a magnificent kind of showcase of of what physical presence and martial arts skill can can look like uh, with a leading actor. Um, it kind of embodies like female power and the strength of, of a woman in, in a way that a lot of films, even from the West, don't necessarily do. Um, so it gives you that kind of, yeah, that real kind of representation of, of, of a woman owning owning her, her, her own destiny and, and showing you that on the screen. Um, so it's definitely a movie that I would say worth checking out. A couple of things, though, a couple of trigger warnings. Um, it does feature a, a scene of sexual assault and rape. So, you know, bear that in mind. Um, it's not particularly graphic, but nonetheless, it's it's there. Um, so it's worth kind of uh, pointing that out. Um, and unfortunately, there doesn't seem to be much available in the way of like a streaming uh, platform that I can find for the movie I had to get a copy on Blu-ray um, which actually was a, a pretty good copy and I would uh, recommend that if you can spare a few quid then check out the Blu-ray copy it's uh, available from Arrow Video who've done a really good job in um, kind of remastering the movie for modern kind of movie screens and, and things like that. So I would definitely go and uh, have a look at, at that. It, they said it's not too expensive, so it's it's worth picking up. I haven't seen it anywhere on streaming. Um, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but, but I don't think there's any platforms that it's out on the moment. But, you know, Google is your friend, people. So um, always pop it, pop it into Google and, and have a look and see what you can find if you're interested. Uh, there's probably DVD copies um, floating around out there, which I imagine are even cheaper than the Blu-ray. So uh, that's always kind of worth checking out as well. So I would say go and check out Sister Street Fighter right now. Um, it's an awesome movie. It's a blast. Uh, it's got kick-ass martial arts, great action scenes. Um, and Shihomi is, is a real star who, who just kind of has like 
supercharged charisma and is perfect on the big screen. So go check that out. Right. Uh, so that's the first recommendation. The second recommendation is a movie that um, I'm sure you've all heard of, uh, or, or most of you may be listening to this have heard of, uh, and that would be Alien vs. Predator. Now, I know that there are many people out there who don't like this film. I don't care <laughs> because I love this film. Um, this is there's very few movies where I will go to war for those movies and die on the hill of the of those movies. This is the movie that I am prepared to die on the hill for. Uh, I I love this film. I absolutely love it. Um, let me explain a bit why I love it. Uh, why I love it is partly because I was a big fan of the 1989 uh, comic book series from Dark Horse Comics that that kind of inspires this uh, this this particular movie. Um, big big fan of that. I really enjoyed that that series, and I always kind of felt, particularly after we got that tease at the end of Predator Two, you guys probably remember, right, where Danny Glover stumbles across the. Um, the Predator ship and there's various skulls on there and then there's one skull that, that clearly looks like a, a xenomorph skull um, hinting that they, they do exist within the same universe um, from the moment we got that I kind of was like I want to see this like happen in, in live action and it almost did happen I think way back in, in sort of 1991 I think Alien vs Predator was actually greenlit but what happened was it then got held in delays because um, they, 20th Century Fox, who were the studio producing it at the time, actually greened the Alien Resurrection first uh, and so committed to doing that first and said they'd come back and do Alien vs. Predator, but when Alien Resurrection did poorly, it was kind of shelved. Um, but we eventually got the movie in 2004, I believe it is, or correct me if I'm wrong on that one, but... Um, we eventually got the movie and I said I love it because you know I said number one it's inspired by you know the the comic book series that I love um number two it's a movie that just kind of is just wild (laughs) it's just the tone is all over the place the dialogue's all over the place the acting's all over the place and I just love that I, I don't know why I love that but it's there's a kind of scrappy kind of underdog nature to the movie almost um i think because it it kind of got shit on a lot by people um who who saw it and and critics and and some of the people who were involved in some of the original uh aliens movies although it's worth noting that james cameron has said that he's a, a big fan of this movie but um yeah because it kind of came under that kind of cloud and and under that kind of pressure i actually like identified with it even more but aside from that i just love like the the concepts and the ideas behind it um you know i love the idea that the predators have been visiting uh for for you know many years and and had kind of taught humanity how to build pyramids pyramids sorry and had used these pyramids um as kind of uh, training ground slash uh, coming of, of of age, kind of um, uh, kind of things that, that that they would send their young predators to 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 train them and to 
and to um, to earn kind of the the stripes, so to speak. Um, I love that kind of idea. I think that's just a great way of bringing those two franchises together. I think that that that's genius to me, to be honest. Um, but also, I I just love the the kind of energy that the movie has, but. You know, one of the key reasons why I'm recommending it for Shiro's is because, of course, it's a, a movie and a rare movie that stars uh, a black woman in the lead in uh, Sanaya Lathan. Um, you know, it's very, very rare that you get a, a, a potential big budget sci-fi slash action movie that that has a woman in the lead, let alone a black woman. Um, that that's even rarer. So to you know come across a, a major franchise entry like this that has put um a black woman front and center is um you know something that deserves a lot of kudos in in, in my eyes um and Sanai Lathan's great like she's she's fantastic I love everything about her and and how she embraces the, the movie um and you know nothing's ever really a problem for her in the movie regardless of how wild she gets uh, but I kind of love that. Um, I, I, I kind of love that that never say die kind of spirit that she brings to the the character that she plays in this. Um, for those that don't know, sorry, I, I sh- probably should have mentioned the, the plot, I guess, but I kind of touched on it. But essentially, what it is is um, you have these uh, pyramids that are hidden underground, and one of them is discovered by um, way. Uh, Waylon Bishop, who is played by Lance Henriksen, who you'll remember was uh, Bishop from uh, Aliens and Alien 3. Um, so there's a nice bit of kind of um, continuity there that they observed in that movie. Um, and essentially he's, you know, kind of like the CEO and the co-founder of Waylon Yutani, who, who, again, for Alien fans, you'll, you know, you'll all be familiar with that name and, and what that represents. But um, he discovers this pyramid beneath the ice, um, way out in Antarctica, I think it is, and um, he wants to go and explore it. Uh, there has been activity that's been recognised as, as going on there as well, um, so he wants to kind of go and see what is going on. So he hires kind of this team of um, archaeologists and uh, scientists and explorers to, to go with him to uh, to go and basically investigate what, what's going on and when they arrived there they realized that um, they're not alone and the place is crawling with aliens um, and at the same time three predators have, have shown up uh, to deal with the problem of the aliens escaping the pyramid and as a result of that chaos ensues <laughs> so uh, I would say that you know it, it said for me this is one of my all-time guilty pleasure movies. I, I know it's not a, a good movie. So, look, you know, I'm not going to sit here and, and say, oh, it's this brilliant masterpiece. It's it's not. But, you know, part of loving movies is about loving how movies make you feel. Uh, it's not just about, you know, whatever artistic endeavour the the people involved have, have set out to achieve. It's It's about what... It engenders in you as a viewer and as an audience member. And this is a movie for me that has said just kind of takes me back to, um, you know, to being a teenager and reading the Alien vs. Predator comic books for the first time. 
or you know seeing predator 2 for the first time and seeing that alien skull in the ship and thinking oh my god like these two these two powerhouse behemoths exist within the same universe this is insane i've got to see this and um you know me getting my wish so um yeah it, it it really is kind of a movie that just puts a smile on my face every time um it's not quite there in terms of the 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 kind of gore and things like that um particularly not where the human characters are concerned my understanding is though that they had initially wanted to do that um this is uh the writer director paul ws anderson who you probably recognize from uh resident evil movies that he did um and event horizon of course uh but the studio kind of mandated that they wanted something that was going to appeal to a wide audience and um that obviously is not going to be the case with something that was filled with blood and guts or certainly not as 20th century fox saw it at the time uh that wasn't going to appeal to the widest audience so he was asked to kind of tone things down so that's why he kind of was like okay like let's try and do as much gore stuff as we can do with the aliens and the predators and maybe with the humans we'll have to kind of just get a bit creative with it but to be honest i don't think that's a massive um loss for me and you know i i I always compare it to uh the follow-up movie alien versus predator requiem which i i think is just rubbish to be honest with you (laughs) absolute rubbish and that's a way more gory film um in terms of you know attacks on humans and you know kind of bloody scenes and things like that but but it for me it's not a patch on alien versus predator it 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 takes itself far too seriously it's dark and dreary it's impossible to kind of see what's going on and but i mean anyway this is not a a review of alien versus predator requiem this is me recommending to you to go and see alien versus predator and to watch it with a bit of a a bit of positivity in your heart and a bit of an open mind and to bear in mind kind of the, the the challenges that they had to face when putting this thing on the screen and to bear in mind how important it is to have a black woman leading these kind of movies because as said it's very rare that you come across movies like that so you know we do kind of have to uh, applaud them on that basis um and yeah as said if you want to see you know a, a, a woman really owning the screen then this is another prime example for you so go and check that out uh alien versus predator i believe is available on streaming on disney plus so if you've got a disney plus account um, you should be able to to check it out uh, on there. I found it under the Star imprint. I think it was under on um, on Disney Plus in the UK. So in America, I'm assuming it will probably be like Hulu or something like that. Um, I'm not sure, but I'm sure you can find it. Uh, otherwise, yeah, it's out on DVD, Blu-ray as well. So um, and you can probably pick those up like dirt cheap. I'd imagine now, especially if you get a second-hand copy. So. Uh, go ahead and do that and check that out i would say right okay well that's going to do it for uh this she rose episode so thanks a lot for listening um 
as I said, if it's your first time here, thanks a lot for sticking around. Make sure you check out some of the other podcasts that we've done. Uh, you'll find those available on the podcast stream that you are listening to this on. So literally just follow the channel and, and follow the thread and pick out something else you think you might want to listen to and give it a listen. Uh, if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts or iTunes, then uh, please feel free to leave us a rating, even if it's a bad one. Um, everything helps. And, you know, feedback definitely helps as well because we'll, we'll only get better if we know kind of what things we need to be doing better and, and what things we need to, uh, you, the listeners, want to hear from us. So uh, give us some feedback and uh, we'd definitely appreciate that. Right, that's going to do it from me. Thanks a lot. Take care, everyone, and I will catch you on the next one. Peace. Thanks for listening to us. If you're down with Wulong Talks, show some love by following us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram at Wulong Talks. You can also find us online at www.wulongtalks.com or drop us an email at wulongtalkspodcast at gmail.com. We can also be found as part of the BrickPod Scene Collective and we're also officially E14 endorsed. Search for those hashtags to enjoy more content from us and from other great British podcasters. 